Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Let's look at this Hebrews 11.1. Hebrews 11.1, and then we're going to read through 6. And I, I know I've been talking. I want you to understand the truth. I'm going to talk about the truth of God's word, what God's saying about faith, what God's saying about truth. And I think it's important that you understand where I, I'm going to talk the next couple Wednesdays about where does truth come from? Like, you know what I mean? What is truth? What is faith? What is unbelief? What are the enemies? What are the holdups? What are the roadblocks? I really want to start getting into like, almost I would say, what is hindering my faith? We're going to do like a diagnostic. You know, if your car wasn't working right, you know, they, they put it on a diagnostic machine. And when they put it in there, you know, it's all electric now, you know, and you put it in there. You ever watch this stuff? Like they put it in and it does all this reading and it tells you why, what's not running right. You do this with a lot of stuff. You do it with a computer. You do you diagnostic. We're going to have a, a diagnostic report of faith and we're going to find out where we can fine tune. And you know what's funny? My buddy friend of mine um, had this really fast car, you know, it was really fast. And they were like, man, and the, you think like this thing is just super fast, right? And, and they're like, and the, and the guy does dyno testing, which I don't even know what that means, but it makes it faster. And he, and he, brought, he goes, I can make it faster. And I was like thinking like, dude, that thing is so stinking fast. You're going to make it faster? He goes, yeah. He goes, what I'll do is I'll put it on the dyno machine I'll make some adjustments and I'll get more out of that thing. And you're thinking, dude, that thing is so, that's like one of the fastest cars now. If you make, what I'm trying to show you is you can be doing anything in life at a really great output, but we could always get more out of it. Doesn't make a difference what it is. You know what I'm saying? Your body's like that. I just seen a guy, buddy of mine, I've got a, fr- a pastor that runs marathons, but I got this, I got these guys, they're running like this world thing. They ran a world marathon. I don't even know what it is, right? But the guy said this. I looked at one of the quotes from one of the guys. I loved it. He did a world marathon. And I, he said this. He said, I did it. The greatest thing I came out with doing this world marathon is I, he's a believer. He said, I found out how much more of God I had in me. And that until I put a demand on it, I didn't get it out of me. You know, like, like I can't do this. And he did it. I can't finish this. And he finished it. I can't overcome that and overcome it. So a lot of you got that idea. Like, hey, man, life seems overwhelming. But guess what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So this is what we're doing. We're doing a faith diagnostic test. You know what I mean? I might even call this series diagnostics. I kind of like that. You know what I mean? We're going in there. And we're, we're rotor. We're, I like to call it rotor rootering. You know what I mean? You kind of got to rotor root your head a little bit. You know, you're like kind of like, I got some, I got some clogs in there. I got to break through, right? Amen. Someone's like, that is disgusting. It probably is. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith, now faith is the substance. Boy, does this make you happy. Now faith, now faith is the substance. I can hear Brother Hagin at me sometimes. He'd be like, but God, but now, now, now faith. Brother Norman would be yelling at me, but now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So you can frame your world by the word of God. Man, you like that? You can plant the heavens. Okay? 
so that the things which are seen were not made of things which appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. We understood that. By faith, we understand the Medibach. But I want you to look at verse 6, 11, 6. Okay? Now, I want you to read this just slow and easy. But without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. Okay? Now, I don't want to... Okay. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. No brainer. So sometimes I hop over that, and that's why I wanted to read it. Well, why in the world would you be going to God if you didn't think he was God? I didn't go to God when I was lost. I was like, man, I, you know, you got to figure it out on your own. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God. That's a no-brainer. You wouldn't be coming to God if you didn't think he was God. Or you wouldn't come to God if you didn't think he could help you, right? So that's an easy one. Here's where it comes in. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I want you to lose the diligent, because right away you hear that, well, maybe I'm not seeking him diligently. No, no, no. God is a rewarder to him that comes after him. You see that? So this is what I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying. So I got to believe God is a rewarder. Now, a lot of people don't have that idea. They think God's a punisher. They think God's mean. They think God's not fair. They think uh, there's a bunch of people. God is the most misunderstood person on the face of the earth. God's not this, and God's not that, and God's not this. No, 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 no. God is who he says he is, amen? He is the truth, and that's all he does. So we understand that. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at truth, okay? The word of God is truth, okay? Now, I want you to understand this. You got to realize in life that there's truth from the word of God, and then there's natural truth you kind of yield to just in life, okay? Okay? And I think it's important. What do you mean? Well, John 17, 17. Look at John 17, 17. He explains it right here. John, we can look at the King James. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy word or through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You see that right there? So the word of God is what? The truth. Is that okay? Well, why, why is that important? Because if we don't know where the truth is found, how in the heaven are you going to walk in it? You know what I mean? There, and, and now watch this. Now, this is what I want you to understand. There's, now, this is, this is going to be good today. So I want you to go slow. I got to really fine-tune this thing, okay? Okay, so now I just get this, okay? So truth from the Word of God is the truth, and there is the truth in the natural human form. Spiritual things are just as real as physical things, but we have to clarify that sometimes our senses are more aware of other things that are going on. Okay, so let me say, natural human truth or truth that is revealed in God's word. You gotta, you gotta do this, okay? So now there is a truth from natural human stuff. Is that all right? Now, a lot of guys don't like to call it the truth. They like to call it facts. There's life facts, and then there's the truth. I don't care how you do it. You understand what I'm saying. So you get the truth of, I like it easier. It's easier for me to figure it out this way. There's the truth of the word of God, and then there's the human truth. Human truth is you might have more, you know, more month than you got money. Human truth is you, you might have got a bad report. It's not the truth, but it's a truth, right? You know, because I think the problem is Christians want to live in this place of denial because they don't know how to work faith. And therefore, instead of appropriating things in the right tense, we're afraid, really afraid 
And because you're afraid, you don't want to say all this stuff out of a fear and a phobia more than an understanding of the facts of faith built in the truth. That's true. So I'm going to help you, okay? God said his word is true, all right? That's the only truth, okay? You, gotta, you, you, you have to walk in sense knowledge, and that's what I get. I just had somebody not too long ago go, like, just really refute a lot of stuff that was being said because they don't understand. Sense knowledge is okay. Sense knowledge is a truth, but sense knowledge cannot override biblical truth. Does that make sense? So I got like senses, natural senses makes sense. Don't cross the street when traffic's there. Don't drop off a building. It's natural sense. There's truth in that. It's not safe to, how many of you know it's not safe to cross uh, I-4 anytime you think it might be a good idea? It's the truth is that's crazy. So don't do it. You get what I'm saying? So however you want to word it, facts, truth, senses, perception, I don't care. Just that this is what it's going to do. It's going to evaluate. It's going to calculate. It's going to come up with a conclusion. It's going to come up with an idea. The only problem you and I have is when it does, do not allow it to override the truth of the word of God. All right? And I think that's big. You know what I'm saying? Because if, you don't, if you're not careful with that, you're going to come away from the word of God, and that's dangerous. You know? And I don't want you to do that. So here's the thing. Um, I really want you to just, you got to understand something. There's, a, there's an action side um, of, of believing. And I want to explain this. To believe in a biblical sense means to take or to grasp. Okay? So to, to believe Jesus means to take him for all the scriptures declare him to be, to believe on Jesus as Savior is to accept him as Savior or receive him as Savior. To believe Jesus as healer means you take him as your healer, right? You can't say, hey, I, I believe certain things. Believing is an act of the will. Is that all right? So I believe, and then the believing side is the act of the will. To believe then is an act of the word of God. So faith is acting on the word and doubting is refusing to act on the word of God. That's what it is. I'm going to believe, but I ain't going to act. So I want to read that again. To believe then is to act on the word of God. So faith is acting on the word and doubt is refusing to act on the word. To believe then is an act on the word of God. So faith is what? Acting on the word of God. Doubting is refusing to act on the word of God. Do you see that? So you know what it is. So this is so there's truth we can believe in, natural human truth, or truth that is revealed in God's word. Okay? So you got Bible truth, revelation, spiritual truth. Spiritual things are just as physical and just as real as physical things, I should say. Spiritual things are just as real as physical things. It's a big because God, who is a spirit, created all things. When the, right? So we understand that. So through the sense knowledge and through natural human truth, a person can realize natural things, but God's word reveals a higher standard. Okay? So I could be like, I could feel like I'm not saved. I could feel not well. I could feel like I go, don't worry about it. Physical senses are going to give you that. But the truth is that by his stripes, I'm healed. Okay? I want you to understand something. It might be a truth 
that you got a bad report. It might be a truth that you don't feel saved. It might be a truth that you don't see the money. It might be a truth you don't see how this family can reconcile. But the truth of God's word applied to your life can override it. Isn't God's word just as true every time? One time or another, it's always the same truth. Isn't it true when you're sick? Isn't it true when you're suffering? Isn't it true when you're well? Isn't it true when you're living a good life? It's always true, right? But when you believe what your physical senses tell you, what do you do? You reject truth, and therefore, you do not have the opportunity or the capacity to change things. Does that make sense? So I have natural human truth. Like, to go to the bank and buy all property, you'd be like, oh, praise be to God. And you go and you got $90, and you need $9 million. How many of you know... No, you know what I'm saying? It sounds drastic, but it's so true, isn't it? Like, people are like, well, I'm not. No, it, it, God can bring the resources, but you, got, you guys can't live in denial, man. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the doctor said, oh, I'm just going to forget. No, it's okay. You could take the truth of God's word and change the facts of life. Do you get this? But this is a big one because most people don't even go to faith because they live only what they see. They live only what's been said. They live only in the realm of, the, uh, of that. And man, you can't go there. Man, you can't do it. I promise you, I'm helping you. Is that okay? Is that, like, is that internally clicking? Like, man. So senses, sense knowledge of truth and spiritual knowledge of truth are two different things. That's probably the best way to say it. I have a sense knowledge. I have, I have f- um, senses that create understanding of certain things, what, you know, do's and don'ts, but I cannot allow that to override faith in the word of God, okay? Does that, is that like, you got it. Okay, I got it. I see what you're saying, Pastor. You're like, the doctor report is not something we ignore. The doctor report is something we change with faith. Yes. The, the bank account is not something we ignore and we live crazy. It's something we change with faith. Yes. That marriage that they said you can't make it is not something we ignore or sweep under the rug. It's something you take the word of God, apply and change it. I gotcha. I see what you're saying, okay? Because this is big. Because we talk about, Brother Hagin talked about this all the while. He, he talked about, Kenyon and him both talked about two kinds of faith. Kenyon's got two kinds of faith. Brother Hagin got two kinds of faith. I like it. I took this out of the realm of there. The Bible has two kinds of faith. It says the Thomas kind of faith and the Abraham kind of faith. Now, I don't really like it. Now, here I go again. Because I think what happens is you start coining this stuff. Do I have Thomas faith? I don't even think Thomas really had faith. Okay? Thomas rejected faith and therefore had unbelief. But I understand how we teach it in the precept of two kinds of faith. You could have agreement but not action or you can have action and agreement together. That's the only faith that works, okay? But I'm Bible study tonight. So let's just, for argument's sake, say let's look at the Thomas kind of faith. Now I teach it like this. Thomas heard, rejected what he heard, and therefore when they came to him and said, Thomas, what do you think? He said, man, he said, I don't believe it. Unless I see it, sense kind of faith. Now I like that better because it's sensual, senses, like, I got to see it to believe it. Isn't that the same thing with truth? I got to see it to call it, claim it as truth. That's why faith has nothing to do with your senses. Okay? So now when you see it, we're going to read it in John 20, 24 through 29. 
You're going to see this. Okay? So, you know, Kenyon says it like this. Abraham had spiritual faith, and Brother Hagin says the same thing, a hard faith which was based on what God said. That two kinds, two kinds of, if you read um, the real faith, there are two kinds of faith, Brother Hagin, right? I'm reading right out of the book because it's good stuff. There's no reason to add to, take away. Let's just use it, you know, but they were along the same line. I'm going to tweak it so you could see it because I'm, I'm not a grow guy. You know, I don't buy this grow business. I, 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 Summit was phenomenal. Summit was phenomenal. If you went to Summit, you know, because there is a side of where it grows in your soul through faithfulness. That's what I'm teaching you there. That's where it grows. It doesn't grow from, it, I'm telling you right here now, I believe this, man, because I think I'm helping people. It doesn't grow from the hearing. It, co- it grows through the receiving. And the only side of faith that really grows is the faithfulness side of it. You walk with God and see him keep producing year after year after year. Abraham and Sarah. That's how Abraham and Sarah truly, really believed God. Remember Summit? I truly, really believed God that he was it. Abraham's sitting in a rocker and he goes, you're going to be the father of many nations. They start laughing at God. But then they looked at the, the Bible says, and look, you want to see something crazy? I'll, show, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a recap, but this will give you a boost to show you something. Because in Hebrews 11, man, um, I'm telling you, you really see this. Um, I, I mean, to me, it it was it, it was it was it was it. I don't even know how to say. It. Let me just read it. To me, it really makes sense because you understand that Sarah truly considered him faithful, and that didn't come from just hearing what she heard. That came from remembering what he did over and over and over. Now, not from hearing, but through actions. Man. Look, you want to see it? Go to Hebrews. Everybody's like, yeah, well, why are you reading it, not reading it? Hebrews 11, go to Hebrews 11, 10. We're going to Hebrews 11, 10, and we're going to John 20, 24 through 49. 29, I'm sorry, 49. My God, we're reading 20 scriptures. For he looked for a city, Right? Jacob, when they were there by faith, um, for he looked look for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now watch this. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Right? And was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She did what? She judged him faithful. Now, now I'm going to show you something right here now. Right? So what do you mean she judged him faithful? Right? She tapped into his faithfulness, the passion says. Right? Passion says she tapped into his faithfulness. Look at this one. Amplified said this who had given her promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. Well, how did they do that? She went back to, now you could study this out in Genesis 18. She went back to what he said. How are you going to go back to what he said? 
if you didn't see them, be faithful in some area. You know what they went back to? Leave your kindred, leave your land, and come into a land, I'm telling you. He came through on it. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't that he said it a multiple times. Is this clicking? Like, is this making sense? You guys getting it? You know what I mean? She said, she considered him faithful. She went back and looked at what God had done to develop in a place to get newfound faith for the promise to conceive a seed. He said, leave Genesis. He told us, he told Abraham, he said, leave your kindred, leave your land. She was with him. She kept seeing, look at God, came through. Look, he fed us over here. Look, he did over this. Look, he parted the red, look, she went back. You know what I'm saying? Look what he did here. Look what he did. Damn, memorials, they were talking about God. He was talking about God. She considered, that's in the arena of the soul. See, faith comes by hearing, hearing about the word of God, but then your soul kind of like your mind, your will and your emotions go, how's this going to be? She laughs at God. God speaks it out of his mouth through the angel and she laughed. And he said, why are you laughing? She said, I didn't laugh. She lied. He lied too. Right? Because she laughed. She heard the promise and laughed. But then she thought about, right here, man, he came through that. He get. Now, was that from hearing over and over again? No, 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 no. That was from understanding the faithfulness in the arena of soul that he came through before he'll come through again. And then she could see it. That's, that's Romans 4. He, he was fully persuaded. Abraham was fully persuaded that what he promised he could perform. What do you mean fully persuaded? Who are you persuaded? You ain't got to persuade God. God already knows who he is. After Abraham was fully persuaded, then he can conceive. Man, you better stay with me. Right? And Abraham. Abraham had a spiritual faith, right? And a heart of faith, which is based on what God said. But that joker was full of doubt anyway. That's why I don't get in on Abraham. Look, I ain't picking on Abraham. I'll get to heaven. He might get mad at me, but who cares? It's got, he got a long time before he sees me, right? Listen, don't be serious. Abraham, hey, you laughed at God. You got to go outside and look at stars in the sky. You over there jerking around, playing games, lying. Look, you got, you got frustrated. And, look, I am not taking against anything against Abraham. Pray to God one day I got that kind of faith. But look, I'm not being a buster, but you got Ishmael because you couldn't wait in the promise. You got, go look at the stars in the sky. You got lying, crying, laughing, clowning. Come on, man. Come on, man. This ain't like he was a one-hit wonder. He got it and ran with it. And like, he, oh, he, no, no, no. He had process. He got, Abraham had to conceive the promise. He had to hold on to the promise. He, I'm going to say something you ain't going to like. It. He failed in the promise. Failed. I didn't say Oh, flawed slip. I said that joker failed. Ishmael was a fail, bro. Ain't no way around it, dude. Natural reason because of pressure to produce a God-given promise is impossible. Now, I ain't saying I ain't got mine. I'm not looking at my resume, but I'm just trying to get you guys out of this spiritual, oh, holier than now, Bible people. Joker asked God, how can this be? Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to say something here. You might not like it. I don't really care. If God walked through the wall today, looked me straight in the face, and said, this is going to happen, it'd be, I would, I, I promise you, I would not doubt. Okay? So don't give me none of this business. You know what I mean? I got to do it without seeing it. Jesus said, blessed is the man that believes without seeing. That's how you really develop faithfulness. I don't need to see it. Don't even say it. 
you know, I'm just going to walk with you, God. Now, I ain't picking on Abraham. I'm sorry, Abraham, if you're mad at me. You probably hear everything I'm saying. God knows I don't need more time out time when I get to heaven. Um, okay, Thomas's faith was based on physical evidence and soulish, re, 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 uh, I don't want to say it like that. Physical evidence and soulish identification. He only believed what he could see. He didn't believe nothing about what God said. That's where you got to give him faith. You got to give Abraham some faith props because he did good. Thomas is a mess because he ain't even believing the people close to him. That goes to show you something that you sometimes might not believe what you hear, even from a credible source, automatically. Because these guys were his friends, you know what I mean? He was still even down them. Look at John 20, 24. Are you all right? You doing good? Come on, somebody. Say, Pastor Chris, you got me going here. John 20, 24. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, was not there when Jesus came. Now, you know, he came walking through the wall. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, hey, we seen the Lord. He came in here, walked through the wall, and came. He said, listen, man, except I shall see. Now, that's a, now, come on, man. Isn't that a word? Isn't that a confirmation? Hey, Thomas, you were out. Man, you ain't going to believe this. What would you be like? Right? Man, you ain't going to believe this. Jesus came, seen us. He came right through the wall, man. He showed us everything, man. He was, he was crucified, resurrected. We seen it. We seen nails in his hand. I could see it, bro. I seen it. They had nail pierced in his hands and all this cool stuff. Thomas said, yeah, I heard you what you said. Because faith comes by hearing in everything. How about when your kids are lying to you? Come on, right? Right? Oh, I cleaned my room. Come to here, you're like, I am a rejecter of that because that is not the truth. Oh, you know like that? You know, your little, your little boo thing. Hi, boo. Your little boo thing. You know, you got GPS tracker on there because you ain't stupid. Find my iPhone. My kids are watching. I'm telling my kids. I said, man, let me tell you about your mother. She knows. She got GPS, man. She got, she got satellites. She knows where you are, right? You know, your little boo. Where you go, boo? I know how some of you do, right? You know what I'm saying? You know how they are, right? Where you go, boo? You go out. Now, I just went to this grocery store. Now, that's not what Find My iPhone said. Find My iPhone said you went somewhere else. I reject what I hear because I know the truth. Yeah, okay. You don't think you've been using this? You don't think you've been using this all your life? Now, some of it is sense faith, but when you got truth, you don't believe lies. So anything that comes, you, oh, you did your homework? The other day, straight up. I won't tell you which one. I got an email from the teacher. The email is explaining everything they did not do. I go, gotcha, right? Hey, how's that going? Don't you start with, did it, finish? I got a truth, and I got my ear, and the faith, the faith came from reading that email, and I believed it to be truth, and now what you tell me, I'm going to reject because it is not the truth. Hello? You've been doing this all your life. You got to do it with God's word. You broke. Yeah, by his riches and glory, I'm rich. You sick. 
Sense him. I'm feeling it. Oh, God. By his stripes, I'm healed. Come on, somebody. That does not mean you deny it. You just call forth what you want to see. That marriage, man, you go to marriage council, marriage council, no shot you're going to make it. What God put together, let no man put his thunder. Ah, get it with the hand of faith and don't let go. You see it? That's why I use those things. Except I shall see it in his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger. See and touch. I got to see it. I got to touch it before it comes tangible belief in my life. Oh, okay. Who set the standard of faith? Thomas. The woman went to your blood. She said, if I could touch his hem, I'll be whole. That ain't even in the Bible, man. Touch him and get whole? She said, no, nah, I put the plate of contact there. Look at Thomas. He said, put my fingers into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. He said it. He messed up. He said, I don't see it and I don't touch it. I'm not believing it. You see that? Who set that place of faith? Thomas. Okay. After eight days, now the disciples were with him. Came Jesus to the door being shut. He stood in the midst of them. He walked right through the wall. He did the same thing the first time. Peace be unto you. Then said he, Thomas, he called that joker out. You don't think he hears you? God hears everything you're saying, even if it's bad. He's, and let me tell you what. Jeez, I told you last week, man, some of you guys got the wrong superheroes. Like, ooh, I like Thor. Ooh, I like Hulk. Ooh, I like Batman. Ooh, I like, I like this. I like that. I like, I like Jesus. He's my superhero, even though he's a human, but he's still my superhero. You know what I mean? Ain't it cool? Why? Because this joker is bad. And I'll tell you what, Jesus is from New Jersey. I guarantee you. Someone say, no, he's from Israel. He's, he's Jewish. No, he's from New Jersey, and I can prove it because he's slick. You know what I'm saying? He got that little Jersey edge a little bit. Yeah, Jesus like from Jersey. Like, yo, bro, hey, stick your finger in here. Yeah, I got, yeah, I know. Come on, ding dong. I got you. Let's go. Put your hand. Hey, zip. Oh, you. Hey. Whoa, you. Hey, Thomas. He doesn't tell everybody else, right? And right, call out time. Yo, hey, Thomas. Tommy. Come here. Take your finger. Put it right here. He's got him, man. You're done. He should have just fell on the floor and repented. He should have just, but right? He's, isn't, but look at Jesus. Ain't he cool? He walked, could you, I now really figured, now think, this is not just funny, because I'm funny, but it's really smooth. Jesus gives him eight days to straighten up his act, comes sliding through the wall. Picture this dude, he is cool. He's slick too. Not slick like in a slickster way, but he's just smooth, man. Jesus is the epitome of smooth. He's a smooth, that's a bad man. That's a bad man. You know, when you say bad, is it good? Some of the older people might get lost here, but praise be to God. Just no pastor saying, okay? He comes in the midst of the people, slides through the wall and goes, hey, Thomas, take your finger. Put it right here. He's called out. He knows I heard you. Okay. Thrust it into my side. Behold my hands. 27. Mm. 
Reach hither thy finger and thrust it in my side. Be not faithless, but be believing. That's where we use faith and beliefs interchangeably all throughout the Bible. Thomas said, my Lord and my God, because I'm a mess. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Can you believe without seeing? The highest form of faith you can have is believing something before you ever see it. It's the, it's the highest form of faith. Believing something before it's ever even seen. Right? And that's where we get the Thomas kind of faith, right? He said, now, now watch. Now by Romans 4, 17, you can go there. Thomas has got, Thomas is, Thomas is over there. But by Romans 4, 17, Abraham, he got a faith that's different than the faith he had earlier because now he's starting to allow God's faithfulness to over periods of time develop in his soulish side of life and he knows how not to allow the soulish response to deteriorate the spiritual position that God has given him. Because that's what, what what did Thomas do? He heard faith came, he rejected it. I ain't receiving that. That's too beyond my sense knowledge. I cannot grasp that. How'd he walk through the wall? How'd he got a hand? How'd he come back? Come on, man. Romans 4.17 starts explaining, this is why they call it two kinds of faith. What kind of faith did Abraham have? As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, come on now, and calls those things which be not as though they were. Now right there, you got to go slow. Hey, wait a minute. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. I got to start calling things that be not as though they were. Yes, that's how God does it. That's how Abraham did it. And that's how you're going to do it. Okay, very important. Now look what he says. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. So what did Abraham go off of? What was spoken? There's another faith nugget. Diagnostic. Am I working my faith off of what was spoken or what I see? Ah, uh, here we go. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, And when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Okay? He didn't have weak faith. Now watch this. Where is weak faith diagnosed? Weak faith is diagnosed in what? Right here. Weak faith is diagnosed in what? Staggering not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Weak faith diagnostic test is what's been coming out of your mouth. The the diagnosis of weak faith is what's coming out of your mouth. Look what it says. Weak in faith, 
Weak in faith, weak in faith, strong in faith, strong in faith, strong in faith, giving glory to God. Your mouth giving glory to God shows the development of strong faith. Look what it says. And this is what I was telling you, verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That is it right there. Who needed full persuasion? Abraham. Where did full persuasion have to come from? The seed of the word of God. What did he have to know? If God said it, he can do it. That settled it. Beyond the hope. He said against hope, believed in hope. You seen this? Abraham believed God according to what was said, not according to how he felt or what it looked like. He didn't believe his feelings by this point. He didn't believe based on what everybody saw, what everybody said, and what his physical senses said. His faith was based on God's promise, okay? When God told him to become the father of many nations, even though Abraham and Sarah were well beyond the years to do it, he knew there was nothing too hard for God. That is huge, okay? And that blessing of that faith is what you got from Galatians 3, 14, that's Galatians, you want to go there? Let him see that. Galatians 3, 14. That's that Abraham's blessing because of his faith. Well, what, why, why are we redeemed from the curse of law? Thank God, because this guy, God will work with you because he wants promises done in the earth. I'm telling you that right now. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Isn't that what Abraham did? That was the last verse of 421. And Romans, and being fully persuaded, right? Look, you want to see that? Well, let me see Romans 4, 21. That, that, see, that, there's that promise. Receive this promise of the Spirit through faith. Romans 4, 21 said the same thing, right? We understood that he received. Look at, look at it. It says, right? And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, or able also to perform. It was based upon the promise. Based upon the promise. Based upon the promise. Based upon the promise. I'm telling you, this blessing is everything. It's important. You know, Brother Hagin always used to say this you can't get Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. I like that. He's been saying that for years. You can't get Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. Okay? You can't have that kind of sense, uh, mindset, and all that. Woo! You can't get it like that. You don't get it like that. You got, you, people like that just believe, well, I see it when I believe it. I believe it when I see it. No, you can't do it. Right? You cannot do that. I don't want to get too far in because I gave you a lot tonight. But here, this is what you got to understand about this, and I want to make this clear, okay? Let me just show you this, right? So Thomas, we call two kinds of faith, different kinds of faith. I, I kind of like it. I don't like it because it's like, it can get, let me just explain, right? So, okay, this is sense knowledge faith. This is spirit knowledge faith. So what happens is we try to, we try to go, what was, let's just say this. Let's stop trying to figure out what it is and just figure out what it's not. Where did Thomas mess it up and where did Abraham get it right? Thomas said, look, man, I hear what you're saying, 
but I'm rejecting what you're saying because I don't see how it can be like that. And I don't feel like that can happen. Abraham came over here and said, hey, I hear what you're saying. I know naturally there ain't no way this can happen. I'm 100 years old, but I don't care what I see in here. I'm just going to go based on what was promised. That's the simplicity of this whole thing. God spoke it. How am I going to get that kind of money? Stop. How, how am I going to get married? Who God going to bring? I don't, man, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I, got, I can help you guys with this, right? I never, I, I probably could preach this, you know, to help people good because I lived it. I just was like, no, nah, God's got to do it. And they were like, my friends were like, what are, you what are you talking about, dude? What are you going to do? I said, I ain't going to do jack. I mean, from buildings to even before I was married and how do you believe God? I just said, God, you promised it. I found it and that's it. I ain't got to do nothing. Enter in the rest. The highest form of faith, right? Remember we talked about that? Was he was fully persuaded that what he promised? The highest form of faith, I'm going to give you twofold here. These are nuggets. The highest form of the belief side of faith is I don't have to see it to believe it, okay? Now watch this. The patience side of faith, the highest form of patience is rest. That's a billion dollar nugget. You know how many years that took me to get? You better hear what I said. The highest form of the, the faith, the highest form of faith, there's twofold, right? That's why James talks about faith and patience. So just pull this in. The highest form of faith, okay, is I read it. I don't need to see it to believe it. I just accept it to be mine. I don't have to see it. The highest form of faith is to believe it without seeing it, okay? The highest form of the patient side of faith is this. I got rest even when nothing's happening. I'm chilling. It's working out on my behalf. I told, I told, I was telling somebody today, I told my mom this too. It was funny. I said, if it belongs to God, it belongs to me. That's right. That's the Bible. If it belongs to God, it belongs to me. If it's in the earth and it belongs to God, I want it. It's mine. That's everything. Well, guess what? Everything I want, I'm getting. Well, Pastor Chris, you know what? That's a little bit. No. That's a little bit God. Call those things that be not. So you see it? So patience Patience, man, is brutal because you're like, man, now, 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 I got rest. What you doing? I ain't sleep. He don't sleep or slumber. Why am I staying up? I told God a long time, there is not, I'm telling you, I am a weird bird, but I know what I'm doing. Not to be weird. I don't sweat nothing. You ask Pastor Liz, she thinks something like, I ain't sweating it. Now, I get angry sometimes. I ain't saying that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like perfect. You know, I get a little bit like uppity with certain things, especially traffic. But I'm good. I'm getting better. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. But no, I don't sweat it. Like, God, you have to do it. You said it. Like, I'm just resting. Go to sleep at night. What are you going to do? How do I know what I'm going to do? I didn't put the heavens and the stars and the sky and water in the ocean and all that stuff. What, what, what is he? Well, I can't. I, 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 what, next time I said, what are you going to do? Go like this. I'm going to watch what God does. It's out of my hands, man. Not my department. My department is believe I receive based on the promise, and who cares what you see? Don't look like it's working. Don't really care. Don't seem like nothing's happening. Don't really care. Well, how in the heaven can you be so calm? Remember, bro, I told you that story about Brother Hagin? 
One time he was like, oh, he wasn't, well, we don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't worry. Miss Rita was like, I don't think you worry about anything. She goes, I don't even think you'd care much if me and the kids dropped dead right here. She was kind of being a little flustered with him, you know. He tells it in one story, but I love it. He goes, what good's worrying going to do? Now, I understand it must have been a cold night in, in the household that night. You know what I'm saying? It was cute, but you know what I mean? Like, we all did. Like, what am I going to take worry and take care? Take no care. Take no anxiety. Let your request be made known unto God. Come on. Now, you say, well, Pastor Chris, this is what, no, time out. This is what you prepare for, and then it, well, how come it comes and goes? They're, they're, now, I'm going to say this. God don't bring the test, but you got to pass the test. You know what I'm saying? God don't bring tests to test you like that, but the tests of life are going to come. Man, did you study? See, the problem with the church is, oh, God, here comes another one. You better be like, praise the Lord, here comes a promotion in disguise. Wait a minute now. What are you going to do? I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm going to walk by faith. What are you going to say about this? I'm not going to say what I see. I'm going to say what I believe. What are you going to do about that? I'm going to only say what God says because that's what God would do if he's there. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to say? I call those things that be not as though they were. See, then you say, well, you know, I didn't do that. I freaked out, got worried, went over there. Guess what? Test is coming again. Let's go back and study. You develop, study, grow, and then get ready to go forward. Develop, study, grow, get ready to go forward. And if you ain't ready to go forward, you can't go forward in this stuff. So you're going to leave promises on the table you cannot afford to leave on the table. So start developing a next level kind of faith. This whole series, this diagnostic report is going to be life-changing for your faith. Because you're going to go, oh, that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing? Now, I did this even preaching it to myself. I am not walking by what I see. I'm going to walk by faith. But then you go, I just was, when I was preaching, it was funny. I've been believing God in an area, this one area, right? I was believing God. I said, well, when it comes in, that's when I'm going to do it. I said, no, nah, man, I was preaching myself. I said, I'm going to do it and then watch it come in. That'll change it. That's my green light. Like in that thing, you go do it and then I'll bring it. But you can't be sitting there waiting sometimes in certain seasons because faith believes it receives when it prays. And faith goes and moves and does. So there's some action sides of faith you got to put together even when you don't see nothing. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Now I'm going to talk more about it. Every Wednesday I'm going to be talking about it. You need to be in church all this month. You need to set aside time to be in church, taking notes, diving in, get the app. We got 800. This is a little couple weeks ago now. Now we threw conference. We probably even got more, right? I just saw that I was looking. 852. Uh, brand new people. We're almost at a thousand. We need to break a thousand by the end of March. A thousand app subscribers by the end of March finished up, and it was 20,000 impressions or something going on. I asked them the other day, and Grant's doing a lot of that stuff too, where Lauren and all those guys are going to be doing that. Angela, the team, doing a great job. Everybody's doing all that with media. But I want to, I want to get, I don't want numbers for numbers' sake. I want numbers for goals to achieve. So we can release our faith for a great level. Because we're going to have thousands of people. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people. You know? I just got I just saw off the phone today when somebody was like, hey, man, we're going to get fifty to 100,000 people at this crusade. I was like, well, you know, let's pray about it. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what we can do. And it's a very great opportunity. And I'm going to see about it. But we need, to, we need to reach the world, man. You know what I mean? And God be the glory. This ain't us being weird. But 
This is what happens. Don't get, don't get, don't despise the small stuff you start off in. Just be faithful. God will bring everything. I'm in the rest, man. I'm just chilling. Somebody asked me the other day, this great opportunity. They're like, you was huge. This thing was huge. And if I would have said, I said, oh, yeah, that's cool. But I, 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 I don't know. It's huge. Big platform. I said, no, nah, I don't know about that. That ain't right right now. People look at you like you're nuts. Like, why? Because, no, you got to know where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, and how you're supposed to be doing it. So and in, stay in that rest. Because your life is not what you do. Your life is who you are. That's easy, man. Be comfortable in your own skin. You ain't got to need nobody else. Be you. All right? I love you. Listen, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. Let this faith message just... Just this whole month, let it impart in your spirit life so they can never, ever, ever not see themselves in your word and who you are and what you're doing in your life. Let faith go to a whole other level of beliefs and let these beliefs carry into a whole new place of destiny in you faithfully and let it happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for blessing them and keeping them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen well praise the lord guys hallelujah well i don't want to say nothing but i'm gonna say it's big weekend this weekend so y'all need to come out and hang out with me because if you don't know what it is you're gonna find out what it is on sunday you know what it is coming out with pc i yeah i'm getting a little older but i still look good so praise be the lord amen but come hang out we're gonna have a great time we're gonna hang out at the church if i didn't know about it i wouldn't say nothing about it but come hang be with us i'm teaching these principles of faith 9 and 10 30 you want to be here don't forget get the app go back or go to the youtube and check watch the faith summit i gave you two nights last week last wednesday and thursday i gave you two powerful nights in the house of teaching that got this going now i started it now i'm going to keep piggybacking it all the way through the month so if you miss a moment you're going to miss a word and you cannot afford to miss this season of life amen because god's spiritually pouring out a blessing upon your life amen i love you god bless you i'll see you sunday Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.